The second year is over, but the third begins with better buddies. Welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, we've got Calvin. That's me. And James. Hello. Happy birthday to us. This is episode really. four. We're two oh. years old. Oh my god, so this yeah. is the two-year first. Yeah, terrible twos. Oh, terrible, that's no, cute. Horrible, no good, very bad twos, even though our podcast download numbers have only ever risen. Uh, so we have yet to have a month that dropped lower than the initial year. Hell yeah. Um, also, I think I looked up the first episode today because I knew this was 104 and I was just curious. One, I listened to it. We're so, I we, we've gotten so much better at this. Yeah. I would hope so after two years. But no, mm-hmm. that first one honestly was kind of rough to listen to. Um, and yet it still and has then, the most downloads. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's the first one. Uh, but then also it didn't drop until like, another two weeks like calendar wise from today what yeah the, it's dated like november 9th okay i mean that's insane. how i don't know okay <laughs> i mean i guess because no i got nothing i don't know because this is 104 and we've been weekly yeah so this i don't know date li- listen construct you know it's a another fun in fact if you go into spotify and scroll all the way the earliest episode you can get is actually only episode four yes that is because uh the podcast hoster that you're using for limits rss feeds to 100 so it's going to continue to shift forward each 100 i did not know this yep I only know this because uh, po- another podcast I used to listen to, um, they would host theirs on, they hosted using Squarespace, and Squarespace also limited their RSS feed to one, and they tried to launch a Twitter campaign with all their listeners to um, force uh, Squarespace to go beyond two, 100, and they did. They went to 200. Um, nice. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well... But yeah, so I'm I'm assuming that's what it is. I I didn't look it up, but when I I was also on Google Podcast because that's where I listen, and I could only go back to episode four, and I was like, ah, they must limit their RSS feeds. So if you go to uh, Podbean, you can get moment, all the episodes. Okay, well, wonderful listeners, I will keep reading you about the wonders that are RSS feeds. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. Honestly, that's about all I had. So it wasn't not too much wonder there but yeah so if you go to pod bean um pod bean and then it's like better buddies i think um better buddies.podbean.com that'll get you to uh all of our episodes doing rj's work for him so, uh, we're taking over the podcast now, right? This is ours? Yeah, did he, did he just uh, uh, blank out? Possession oh. is nine-tenths of the law, so. This is it. This is the coup. This is the moment. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. We have to seize the nearest uh, armory. Um, unfortunately, I don't know where that is. Um, but we can figure it out on the fly, just like French did. Yeah. Nothing could go wrong. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what do you think about that? Um, the Cowboy Bebop live action stuff you've seen so far. Did you see that? I, yes, I've watched okay. the trailer and I have a lot of feelings about it. I honestly, honestly, I'm kind of all about it. Um, really? Okay. I liked the trailer because I think it's going to be a fun sci fi show. Yeah. Um, I felt like it didn't feel thing really like Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. So if that is someone's complaint and they're like, I will only watch this if it feels exactly like the anime, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. You're you're just going to be disappointed. And honestly, I think I'm okay with the fact that it's not like the anime. 
I'm going to treat it as like its own separate identity, basically. And I, I enjoy it. Kind of I, like uh, the Witcher video games compared to the Witcher TV show compared to the Witcher books. Sure. Yeah, I, I'm like, I'm kind of definitely on the fence because I've always got, I've like I've said before, I've got a big, uh, almost like a religious vendetta against like remaking anything that is animation, especially good animation, into like live action. Um, yes. But after seeing that second trailer, I was like, all right, like you said, it's like this isn't really like Cowboy Bebop. This is kind of its own. It is, but like I actually, I kind of like the idea of Spike not being this younger, like hipper. Um, really kind of like uh, uh, aloof and almost upbeat character. I like the idea of him being a little older and like um, not like Clint Eastwoody entirely, but you know what I mean? Like he mm-hmm. it seems like a little more like grumbly, but I kind of almost like that about him. Um, I think it'll be an interesting take on the show for sure. And if it gets more people to watch the original one that I'm that I am all for it as well. Yeah, um, I Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna ask how old was Spike in the original animated one because he, the like kind of age aim they're aiming for with the live action seems more in line with what I remember from the show. Really, because like I, I always took Spike to be in his like late twenties to maybe early thirties. Like he's, uh, I, yeah, he always I came off to like a young man. Oh, I was you know he always came off to me as like kind of a middle age, like mid thirties, very early forties. Whereas the other guy, I don't remember his name. Was kind yeah. of that like early forties to late forties. Yeah, yeah I, just, I I always got Jet is early to mid forties and Spike late late twenties early to mid thirties. Yeah. Which to be fair, how old is uh, John Cho? Yeah, John Cho, he's got to be in his like forties at least. He is. Oh my god! What? He looks he, amazing. He's fifty. He's forty nine years old. Wow, dude. Well, that's the magic of money for you. Yeah, uh, that is fair. I mean, Elon Musk regrew his hair, so. <laughs> the, yeah, that that is true. But yeah, yeah. but no, I'm. I think it'll be fun because it's a sci-fi show, which I dig. I think it looks a little not cheap, but not also like insanely high budget. It- yeah, it looks a little bit like a fan film, which isn't like bad, but it's also yeah, it but I think that could maybe work for it, especially yeah. for more like pulp y take on it, which yeah. I could see. And they have the exact same uh people doing the score, so I'm yeah. all about it. Yes. That's that is pretty cool that they got it to um they got them to come back. I that's think that's cool. probably key. I think that's probably going to make or break for that. I would agree. I think especially because the music in that series, like the original really informs a lot of the fight scenes, and a lot of the more atmospheric um, kind of bits. Um, so I would agree. Like as long as you get like, if you were going to get one element of the original show, which you can't really get the actors, you obviously can't get the animation. Um, if you can at least get the music, then that's, that's the one to go for. All right, since I'm back, uh, oh, let's, yeah. let's yeah. start with the Better Buddies icebreaker, uh, which is yes. birthday themed. How do you feel about oh. people singing "Happy Birthday" in restaurants? Oh, I have a very if, strong about that. If, if I I have made this, I, I have given my parents this ultimatum, and they know that I will hold to it. If wherever at because like you go out with your parents to do yeah. stuff for your birthday often. And yeah. I have told them if they ever tell someone that it's my birthday and they do something, I will walk out of the restaurant and just not come back. Question. I have what? no qualms as soon as I start singing happy birthday being like, nope, and just leaving. What if yeah. they tell the waiter it's his birthday, but do not sing? Just to get you free dessert. Still not about it. All right. Yeah, I, I don't know that I'll leave because of that, but mm-hmm. I'm not about it. I'm with Cal. I find uh, like people getting sung to in restaurants. I guess unless it's like, I mean, I know that there are, there have to be some people who actually like it. I guess so. I wouldn't take that away from Sadists. them. Yeah, I got like masochists, dude. Like I, I, I just I could not. Ha- I 
I couldn't stomach that. Like I just, I've, um, I don't even, I wouldn't even like walking into like work or my home and finding people like singing happy birthday to me. Like I, I would be very not, I don't know. I'd be kind of off put. I'd be like, Oh fuck. Like we, we can just sit down and pretend like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You so, know, honestly, now that you say that I kind of don't like anybody singing me happy birthday ever. I, it's okay for me. Like the, the, the only scenario where I'm like, okay, is like, if it's, if it's like my family, like mom, brother, sister, dad, like whoever, like whoever in my immediate family is there with me on the day. Um, that to me, I'm like, okay with, it's still always a little awkward because it's always awkward to be the center of attention and you're literally being sung like at, and you can't, you, you can only just like kind of sit there, but I, it's still a sweet gesture. Um, but I also agree. It's, it's something I've always been comfortable with when my family as a little kid, like at family parties would say be birthday. There were times where I would like go under the table and like uh cover my ears like i did not i did not like it i did not like the attention so i'm of the mind at home i'll tolerate happy birthday everybody it's in the private of my own of the, my own home they're trying to like celebrate and show that they appreciate me and i'll tolerate it i'll put up with it mm-hmm. at a restaurant i hate and refuse to be sung to but i absolutely love singing to other people because the oh, chaos really? gremlin in me knows how uncomfortable everyone else is when it happens. <laughs> so no. even if it's at another table, I will join in. Evil. Right. Yeah, that's Evil. just horrifying. God damn, Marja, you emotional terrorist. <laughs> that's Jesus. Gotta, gotta feed the chaos. I guess. Do I guess. you? Yes. Yeah, you got- Do you? Hey, just be happy we don't go out to celebrate your birthday for dinner, Calvin. Yeah. Now we'll have to make sure. No, no. We we shouldn't. No, do the opposite. Oh, to what? To To not sing. Make sure we don't sing to him. Oh. And don't put me there because I will try my best not to encourage singing, but I make no promises. This is fair. Everyone's got to. Every group needs someone who's a little jolly. So I, I, I can, I can. Who said anything about jolly? Everyone, we'll, we'll pretend. We can pre- I'll pretend. Like a goddamn uh, dirge. One of those, uh, <laughs> one of those hymns. One of those hymns they sing. They Gregor- Gregorian chants. Yeah, I'm gonna Gregorian <laughs> chant "Happy Birthday" at you. <laughs> Man. I bet there is a Gregorian chant version of like a happy birthday out there. It should be all in Latin though to make it real, like to really sell it. Oh, there you go. That's what the monks sing to the Pope. <laughs> and then he gets like under his chair and he covers his ear. Like, <laughs> so like, he just stop. pulls the hat down. <laughs> please stop. Please stop. <laughs> he just pulls the hat down over his eyes and waits for it to end. He's like, oh my God. <laughs> Why have you forsaken me? by the Pope? For his uh, a better hat, Frankenstein <laughs> or gold, maybe. He's not Jesus. Something. I know, but you can get him. It's like ah, get it. And you'd be like ah, Who, where'd black... you get the gold from? To the Vatican dungeon with you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like a, a a cool a cool another cool cane. A gaming or... computer. A gaming computer. <laughs> Yeah, so his Pope chair has, like, four or five monitors, and it's one of the ones, too, where it's, like, it moves, like, with the monitors, like, it's haptic. That'd be pretty nice. cool. He's just playing Starcraft. video game once. Was he really? What game? Yeah, uh, so there was some sort of, like, conven- convention <laughs> thing on, like, uh, global warming or something, and, like, some surfing organization gave the Pope a surfboard, and another organization gave him a plant. And this group of, like, famous gamers, Matt Pat of Game Theory being one of them, like, they got invited to this conference thing to, like, talk about, like, to talk and hear ideas and whatnot. And they decided to give the Pope a video game. What I game? think they gave him a copy of um, Undertale. Dark Souls. Oh. <laughs> because you could do complete pacifist run. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I want to know if the Pope on an off day, if he ever has an off day, has actually booted that up and even just tried for, like, five minutes to play a video game. That'd be kind of fun, eh? I the Pope absolutely plays Pokemon Go. He's gotta. He <laughs> all the places he's sitting in the Vatican all day. 
What kind of Pokemon would the Pope like uh, have as his like buddy? Something really obvious, like a Pikachu or something, because he doesn't. He's a Pope. He's old. He doesn't know any Pokemon. True. That or he'll pick like some like Zigzagoon. He'll just be like, I just like the design. I don't know what this is. <laughs> yeah, like a Wurmple or something. Look at this uh, crawfish. It's it looks like a little lobster. He could do uh, um. Oh fuck! What's the one that's supposed to be a cicada and it wasn't? It has like one HP. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah, Shed Ninja. Shed Ninja. That one would kind of work thematically, but I don't know if he'd even know what that is. Yeah, there. See exactly. He'd be like, "Oh, this is neat. I like this design. What is this? Yeah, it's, it's a ghost bug. Okay. Got a little halo. It's the resurrected uh, like corpse of uh, of a bug. Yeah, you can get into that. All right, our next segment, Better Buddies Recommend, where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy. Um, well, I've got one. Yeah, go for it. All right, so I found a new show on Netflix that I remember watching a trailer for, um, like when they first kind of announced it, but uh, it's called Inside Job. Um, it's by, oh, okay. So that's why I really recognize the art style. I just pulled up the Wikipedia page. It's by the create, it's by the same guy that created, uh, Gravity Falls. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Alex Hirsch? Yes. He's, huh. he, he served as the executive producer. Oh, I guess. Okay. So he's not the creator, but he was executive producer. Inside job. Yeah. Wow. So basically, um, yeah, like here's the here's the premise listed on Wikipedia. In this workplace comedy set in in a shadow government organization, Cognito Inc. in the US, every conspiracy theory is real, with one woman trying to keep their activities out of prying eyes. The series also follows a tech genius and her partner who try to uncover secrets about the world, which are hidden in shadows while she works in a place filled with reptilian shapeshifters and psychic mushrooms. That's such a good idea. And it's it's hilarious. <laughs> I yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. It, some of the jokes I, were kind of like, eh, but eh, there were a good number of jokes in there that I just thought were pretty awesome. And um, yeah, it's an adult. It's one of those adult cartoons. So they swear and there's like but all that stuff, um, which is great. Uh, I love it. Uh, there's like I said, there's like a psychic mushroom that can talk and he's a member of like their team. And um, if he draw, he places his tentacle on people and he can read their minds. But then also, like, at one point, this one guy licks him to get because he's going through withdrawals. So he licks him because he's like secretes psilocybin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Wow. It's 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 a thing. And there's a ton of references to just so much stuff where there's like a guy that's a uh, human. He's a human dolphin hybrid super soldier. Oh, that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nice. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The one where they had the lady living with the dolphins. That's the result of that. I assume that's what the reference is. Yeah. Well, in this one, it's like a surgery thing, but I, I assume that's like kind of like the reference. But yeah, no, it, there's a ton of references to just like a million different conspiracy theories. Um, there's a whole episode where they make fun of flat earthers. It's great. <laughs> is the um, earth actually flat in this then? Because all conspiracy theories no, are No, it's a hollow earth. Come uh, on, RJ, be, be real. Yeah. Um, so it's <laughs> no, no, it's just a hollow earth. Um, and inside, there's a whole bunch of different, like, that's where all the sea monsters live. Um, they had to put a cap on it. Um, at, otherwise, the ships just kept falling in. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's a question. Do they make more references to, like, the cryptozoological or, like, creature-based conspiracy theories, like UFOs, Bigfoots, like... Literally everything. Bigfoot, he shows up at one point. The Mothman? Okay. And... Mothman, he's uh, head of HR. Oh, nice. What about what about uh, MK Ultra? Do they make any references to that? Uh, that might be part of like the mushrooms kind of department because the because it's basically like the main character. She's like this. She's she wants to be the CEO of the company, so she's okay. trying to. She keeps trying to be like because her dad was like one of the founders of the company or whatnot, and um. Yeah, so he's like a former, oh, but he kind of like gets fired and stuff. And like, 
So he's just kind of this deadbeat dad that like lives with her, but also like a genius. There's a whole thing on the moon. Um, I mean, the very first episode is them. They're going to they they talk about how like I mean, minor spoilers, but it's the plot's not really a thing in the show. <laughs> like there is one, but it's more about just like the jokes and stuff. Uh, but the very first episode is about them like trying to replace the president with a robotic version of the president because they're like, OK, listen, we were able to get the, that we propped up to be president, elected president. But he's actually too much of an idiot to manipulate. So mm-hmm. we need to replace him with a robot. That's funny. Nice. I see that Christian Slater is in it. I see that he plays her dad. Her dad, character. yeah. That's awesome. Sounds oh, fun. Yeah. No, yep. it's it's really good. It's really funny. There's a whole thing with a bunch of JFK clones. Um, Perfect. The, uh, Perfect. The, uh, the guy that killed... Uh, JFK, his name is Noel Atkinson. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because just from seeing these frames, it looked the um, the animation looks like a cross between like Rick and Morty and Gravity Falls, which is yeah, right. I really liked it. I wonder why, like, because Rick, I feel like Rick and Morty's animation style. I wonder if that's just become like a go-to, like a standard kind of character model almost for some of these like I- programs. Yeah, but. I think this lend um uh, this definitely leans into Gravity Falls, which okay. I think is to its benefit because yeah. honestly, I kind of don't necessarily like the Rick and Morty style too much anymore. It's not terrible, but I thought this style was honestly perfect. No, I because I think I do I, the Rick and Morty style can be like fun to watch sometimes, but there are times where it does look kind of flat. And Gravity Falls always managed to, in my opinion, look like pretty like natural and cartoony, but still like enjoyable to watch without being kind of like too um, detached. You know what I mean? So I'll have to give that a look. At least the first episode for sure. Definitely, definitely, it's it's really good. Nice. Uh. James, do you want to go next? I can, yeah. Cool. Um, I do. RJ trying to put it off. Don't tell so, me. I am going to recommend um, the book Train Spotting. <laughs> um, yeah. Did now, you this spot is, any trains? I did not yet, did RJ, but I will, let you, I will let you know when I. What is that? I don't know what that means. Uh, Monty Python, one of their bits in their TV show, is a man who spots camels instead of. He goes about describing how he's a camel spotter and he spots camels. By the end of it, they're just like, wait, you're a train spotter? Perfect. No, I train spotting, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, there was a movie uh, made made based uh, on it. I don't know exactly when it was made. I believe it was made in the mid to late 90s, starring uh, Ewan McGregor. Um, And it's basically... uh, the the plot of the movie and the plot of the book is kind of the same it's basically a loose collection of stories following a group of like heroin addicts in uh scotland um and their various kind of exploits and kind of like musings on life and also them obviously struggling with like as far as i know like the most addictive and like destructive drug known to man um but the thing that makes the book especially unique is that uh it is written entirely in scottish vernacular really um yes which means uh what i mean by that i'm not going to attempt to read it because Mm -hmm. i i don't i'm going to butcher it um it basically just picture (laughs) how a scottish person talks and the phonetic spelling of what they're saying is like what how the book is written so just go look Um, up scottish twitter yeah honestly basically yes yeah like yeah um and it makes it really fascinating to read there are parts of the book where um because there is no one set narrator there is kind of a main person you stick with for a bit but it does the book does hop around um but most of the book is written that way there are sections that are written according to the narrator whoever it might be uh, a little more properly or even a little more sloppily um but i find it to be like a really interesting exercise in uh in reading it's almost like having to read in a different language because in a way it it is um and it's one of the reasons why a lot of people don't 
get further than the first page because they try to get through the vernacular and they they just um they just can't which is totally understandable because you have to basically learn like how words are spelled um again but uh i would definitely recommend it i think it's very interesting i think it's very fun i like books from the 90s um they always have this kind of like uh uh, at least the ones I've read, they have a, they have a very um, they have a really good wit to them that I really enjoy. Um, and it's, it's kind of bigger. It's like, I mean, not by your guys' standards, but it's a little over three hundred pages. So it's it's like for the average person, that's a little bit of a big book. Um, but uh, at least even just reading the first story in the book, I think, is totally worth it. Um, okay. So I would totally uh, recommend Train Spotting. Well, that leaves me. Yes, sir. And, yeah, it um, does. Calvin, hmm. what was your recommendation called again? Inside job. I guess. I'm Look at him dragging this out. Yeah, I am. Because I would totally never do anything like this. Yeah, what the hell, RJ? I've never sat there. <laughs> <laughs> Just wasted her time on my own accord. Ugh. I guess Calvin doesn't want to hear my uh, recommendation then. Because... No, I definitely don't. Oh, you sure? Well, I'll just recommend it to James then. Hey, James, you should read Mistborn. Mistborn? Never heard of it. Mistborn is is this um... wonderful book by Brandon Sanderson. uh, Who's that? He's an author. That's a person who writes books for a living, Calvin, just in case you didn't know what that was. That's made up. That's a fictional thing. Well, (laughs) considering how much they get paid, it might as well be. Um, (laughs) Mistborn is a story about a land that is blighted by smog and ash and horrendous things called mists. It's almost like a normal mist, but it's mists. Uh, in the mist, there are these weird jelly creatures that eat things. And there are people called mistborn who can do magic using metal in their bodies. They swallow the metal and then they burn it up and it goes somewhere. They spend that energy to expel it from their body and do cool things like fly. Not flying by the normal means, but by pushing off metal. It's fun. And um, hey. Calvin and John were not kidding when they talked about the Sanderson creep. Like, goddamn. Yeah. Yeah, there's the Sanderson waterfall is the thing at the end where and he and this is his writing style, which you'll either hate or love. But it like builds, it builds, builds all through the book like a normal plot does. But when they hit that falling action, it man, it free falls. you fall. You free fall off a thousand foot cliff. Literally everything starts happening at once. I hit a point in the book where it was like, oh, this is happening. Oh, I did not see this coming. Okay, cool. Well, that's kind of the climax because I don't know where they're going to go from here to like really have more action. And like three pages later, it was like, oh, there's new more stuff. Oh, we're still going. Okay, that's happening now. This person did this. Well, that's over. That's got to be the end. It's not the end. Okay, cool. Well. This is going to be the end. That's not... Oh, that person's here now. Okay, cool. And wait, now we're done? So, yeah. But it was very good. I really enjoyed it. Um, this, this is a series? Yes, it is a series of three books at the moment, although I believe he has written other stories set in the same universe. Yeah, so okay. there's... there's They call it um, two eras, Mistborn Era 1, and then there's Mistborn Era 2, and then uh, Era 3 is coming out in the future. Uh, so this first trilogy, uh, I, one of the fun things about it is there's almost a little parallel story going on between past and present where each chapter is introduced with a small excerpt from a journal of a hero who was chosen by the prophecies to go and vanquish the, what, the dark or the deep or something like that? Yeah. And it's not him vanquishing it, but it's his journey there and his, uh his thoughts and opinions as he goes on his journey and the landscape changes around him and his self doubts of, am I really the hero? Did they get it wrong? And meanwhile, the actual chapters are like, here's our heroes of the story and here's them running around doing the thing. And here's them building an army. And I think it's worth noting again that, uh, cause like we've talked about this before, but I think it's worth noting again that there's a really interesting parallel to real world topics in that there are, the there are quote unquote like three groups there are the inquisitors slash obligators they're like the religious people and the super enforcers for the king but 
the obligators also like handle lawyer stuff too of like yeah it's pretty funny anything <laughs> observed by an obligator like you gotta do it or you're dead um so like in one chapter a noble is talking with his friends and they're like no you're not gonna come to lunch tomorrow you're gonna flake and he calls an obligator over and he gives him like five gold and he's like i'm going to lunch with these people tomorrow and he's like see yeah. obligator witnessed it yeah and the obligator is just like witnessed and noted and then the guy pays him and then because it's all kind of like a scheme and scam by the church to get people to pay the money and because it's like oh you just swear in front of like the obligator and like that holds power because they're threatening but i don't think they would really hunt you down they Um, may for the like like for the idea but at the same time it's like they they're not hunting down every single person that like breaks their word in front of them yeah so they got that. Then, obviously, like I said, there's the nobility. So rich people who are nobles in the noble houses. And houses can rise and fall based on their contracts and things. I was a little... one. There's one thing I have questions about in terms of how do you become or not become a noble house. Because some houses get destroyed in the book. And it's like, okay, they got destroyed. But did they all get killed off? And if so, how does another house rise to become noble? Oh, well, they answered so that. Houses, uh... They yeah they talk about that. I don't know that I want to spoil oh, it in, on the podcast. No, it's in the first book. Oh, we'll talk about it later then. Cause... Yeah, I I just don't I, I won't spoil yeah. it for. I I don't know how much of spoilers it really is, but yeah no um they talk about that in the first book. And then there's the ska who are like the worker class, but they're enslaved and, and the life sucks for them. And yeah. it's a thousand years of ska slavery and drudgery and horrendous horrendousness and plantations and i was like oh this is a we can clearly see some parallels to the real world here that's clear as day but uh, i will say those parallels are clear as day in terms of the slavery in the real world and this ska slavery in the book but i would say they were handled very well or pretty well relatively speaking to anything uh but yeah the magic system is super super cool and there's lots of metals and uh, the metals do cool shit. Like, you can push things or pull things or make yourself strong or see very far away or make someone get really angry or make them really calm. And it's fun stuff. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's a very intricate magic system. Sanderson's a fan of hard magic, which means there's a lot of rules to it. But he loves to establish a magic system with a ton of rules and then test the limits of those and then, like, it's it's awesome. He's he, that is one of the best things he's well, he does in his writing. Yeah, play with the rules and see how you can and, mix and match with while still staying within the rules. And just interesting magic systems you would I would never have thought of. It's just yeah, because like yeah. and they're super well defined. Because sorry, RJ, oh, yeah. <laughs> but because it's called Alamancy, which is like the like the name of it and it's divided based on its metals and like there's two aspects to it a push metal and a pull metal and like it has its it complements and like the one metal is usually an alloy of the other metal it's so cool yeah but yeah i really enjoyed it and i think they had great, great characters uh there were a couple characters that didn't get quite as much screen time as i was kind of expecting when they were Ooh. first introduced like in the second chapter or whatever but or third chapter, I guess. Um, but overall, they were like pretty fun characters to play around with. But yeah, I recommend Mistborn, and I'll start the second book soon. Do it. Our next segment: How to be a better buddy, where we give some real and some humorous advice. Our first question this week: What's the men equivalent of women showing their cleavage? With the further details of side note. I have absolutely no problem with whatever people wear. Everyone should wear whatever the fuck they want and feel comfortable with. So you mean, like, what is the male equivalent of, like, risque clothing? Um. No, I, th- I think I know what you mean. I think mo- I think it's more that, like, it, a woman wears a low-cut shirt. What is the equivalent of a guy doing that? I've yeah. heard- is that not what I said? Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, uh, you, you di- I guess I was thinking a little more, like, it's not risque necessarily it's like with risque in terms of word choice but no yeah i guess that would count it's uh i would say for guys from what i've heard is uh like rolled up sleeves i've heard four i was gonna say that but how dare you 
Yeah, I know. I go on Reddit too sometimes. Don't worry. <laughs> How dare you go and scoop the answers off Reddit you're, like I do? You're not welcome on Reddit. Go back to 4chan. Where you I will. I only wander over there occasionally when I need certain things. We it's don't like, like your kind here. Hiss. I'll go back to my gutter. I'm more. It's it's comfy there. No, I I, I would bet forearms, or I would bet. Um, I mean, another obvious answer is like gray sweatpants, right? You like, did read this question what? on Reddit. God damn it, James. That one. <laughs> yeah, gray sweatpants is what I've heard. On oh, Reddit. What, yeah. what is the subreddit? I, I don't see any of these. Ask men. Like, literally, if you just look up, like, uh, what are things guys don't notice that girls uh, think are cute? Yeah, don't Reddit. do that. Just literally just search ask men. That's the subreddit. Oh, see, I get these questions you're, from. you're on. That's what I was asking. I was like asking the subreddit because I'm not, I don't go to ask men. Um, that is not I'm one of my subscribe subreddits, so that's why I don't see any of this. As I understand it, it's better than Ask Women, where you have to be affirming of everything, and people just get banned for agreeing to things or pointing things out. <laughs> hey, RJ, that's that's starting to sound a little sexy. Uh, it's on. not, because female Redditors have gotten banned from it because of those same reasons. Oh, this is fair. This is fair. Um, no. Alright, yeah. So yeah, roll up sleeves. Gray sweatpants. Let's try and think of try and think of I'm sure there's something else. I would say um God, that's actually that's hard. It's hard to uh, think. Short shorts. <laughs> I don't know. Most most men's thighs are not um not acceptable for the daylight. Um, but when they are. When they are. I the the few men for whom they are. No, I guess the bell tolls for thee. Yeah. There's that thing me. that guys will do where they like rip off the sleeves of their shirt and then like the seam comes undone and then it's like they're wearing like a tattered piece of cloth. I've never understood that. I always see guys at the gym with that, especially in high school. I used to see that. Yeah, I never got that either. And it is just like, what, like, like, what's the point of the shirt anymore? It's literally like you're wearing a collar. It's so, it's that way, like one, um, it is, believe it or not, from what I've heard, like a functional thing. It does provide like a full range of movements, and that way you're not like restricted as much as you would be with like a regular shirt. It's also too like it's guys who like kind of like women who show up wearing like you know a lot, like really tight yoga pants or something like that. Like it is definitely like a a show off a a, a gym body thing. Yeah. Well. What a bunch of dorks! Yeah, I've never been. I've I've gone to the gym and I've never felt confident enough to do that. I just I, I feel like I would feel uncomfortable. But for the men who can do it, I suppose more power to you. Speaking of tank tops, our Speaking next of question: tank top, What tank I hate is your, your transition? Favorite? I hate it. <laughs> what Why tank is transition? Because it's lame. It was also, M one eighty two Abrams. Scorpion. <laughs> Um, I like the tank from Fury. Wow. Like the one at the, the one at the very end. Calvin and I both tanks named in, tank uh, types, and you're just named a movie. Yeah, come on, James, what are you doing? Um, yeah. the U.S. tanks in World War II were actual like garbage. Yeah, they were. That's what I learned. Tanks garbage too. No, no German tanks were awesome they were like they were like the you needed like four or five american tanks to take on one like panzer it was yeah they no yeah the, the, the panzer the panzer corps like steamrolled like uh, the american armored division yeah good it was yeah it did if they had invested more in that i do like seeing the really old footages of real like footage of really old tanks from like the first world war where they'd always like wind up like falling into the trench or something like that like the really old british tanks nice like really dopey yeah that's kind of funny you can't stop us we have armor and a bigger gun and then they just fall in a pit <laughs> a bit of a spot in trouble we're in that. <laughs> oh did you try hitting the reverse the tank just blows <laughs> Try firing the gun. That'll push us back out. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Isn't there a scene in the remake of the A-Team where they uh, pilot a tank? 
by fly, by shooting it uh, by tar- yeah with uh with uh what's his face um face Liam uh, Neeson yeah they they oh. aim the turret down and they use uh they just fire the cannon to like bounce Direct. the tank through the air mm-hmm. is it's, that even like physically no, no that is not physically possible not the recoil because the, the amount of recoil you would need to be able to boost the tank up like. That's a crap ton, and it would make it so inefficient and impossible for the tank to stand still. Like tanks don't necessarily just don't move on the ground. They there is a recoil that shakes them, yeah. but it's not so much that it's throwing a tank like ten feet backwards, <laughs> like twenty feet backwards every time they fire. Damn, I gotta make some phone calls. I rented a plane for the weekend and a tank, so fuck. Oh well. Like I think at one. A, like a single parachute like still attached so it's supposed to be that like they have some lift but i think the parachutes all fall off and then it's like okay no <laughs> yeah. yeah i would even think like i would even think with the parachute like the propulsion that you would get would be like basically negligible like yeah i i that i don't know i feel like if you had like, the parachutes to that it was drifting you might be able to you i would think you'd be able to move it sideways because there's going to be recoil and you'll have less friction because you're not attached to the ground but oh, I, I don't but in the move they're like throwing themselves 50 feet 100 feet yeah, like no. sideways <laughs> yeah, they're like skipping like a rock every time the yeah. uh, <laughs> goes off wow you're telling me the a team isn't realistic no only the remake the original tv show is completely and utterly factual yeah that makes sense docu-series actually and they just didn't tell anybody gotcha. we gotcha. still don't understand how they keep kept managing to find the a-team even as the uh, military who was hunting the a-team down could not <laughs> yeah it was, it was crazy. <laughs> our next question how often are you keeping your mouth shut so you don't start a fight with the further details i'm realizing that if i were truly to be myself day in day and day out i'd probably get into a lot of confrontations and get my ass kicked a lot um I definitely bite my tongue quite a bit because I, I like I used to be someone and I, I still do it, but definitely I, th- I think less than I used to. Like I try to be a little more reserved because it's fun to um, just like fuck with people and like push <laughs> to, to see like how far their line is. Um, but I've definitely realized like it takes up more energy than it's like worth. And like sometimes the stuff you say isn't as funny as you think it is. So um, like more often than I'd like to, but probably about as much as I should. Yeah, I keep my mouth shut pretty often. Like because I don't I just don't see a point in starting a fight most of the time. No. Like it ticks me off, think, but whatever. No, I mean, I don't think I'm such a brand that like most of the shit i'd say would like start a fight but it, it it would just be unnecessary i think the thing that got me with this question was more the response of i'm realizing that if i were to truly be myself day in day out i'd probably get it like you're still being your like just because you choose not to fight everyone you see doesn't mean you're not yourself you know also yeah also like being reserved or like hold like it doesn't prevent you from like thinking those thoughts <laughs> so it's you are so still getting to be yourself in some yeah. way <clears throat> those those big old macho dudes who are like, I'm gonna beat up everybody in the bar just because they looked at me funny. Like choosing not to beat somebody up or like to insult them, that doesn't mean you're not being yourself. It means you're being yourself with some form of goddamn judgment. Also, like, also, no one really likes those like types of guys. Like, not even other macho guys. Like, like those that's why they get in fights. That is why they, it's natural selection, my friend. What about you, Calvin? Are you just going off on everybody? Yeah, totally. Uh, no, I was just laughing because I was remembering an instance with you at a in a line to a bar. You almost got into a fight. Um, I maintain that I did not almost get into a fight. I would never have thrown a punch. No punch would have been thrown at you, though. Um, That's not me starting a fight. That's them starting a fight. It's still uh, getting into a fight. All I did was I kept standing in front of them as they were trying to cut in line. Yeah, how dare you? Yeah, how dare I try and keep them from... Know your place, RJ, as a member of the lower class. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I am not Dude. of any class. I am a chaos goblin, and none shall be above or below me. I don't know, RJ. Any, any 
under six foot, that's your manlet status. That's lower caste. You gotta, you gotta, manlet's gotta learn their place. You know, we're all gonna go to the pit one day. Yeah, that's that's the cutoff, my friend. I bet. That's the cutoff. Most people are six foot under. Yeah, I know, which is why it's a dumb rule. It is a dumb rule, but it's still the cutoff. It's not. According, it's absolutely according not. to the reasonable men that I've uh, that I've I've seen talking on image boards. Uh, <laughs> those men who have no body confidence issues or reasons to fuck with anybody. No, at all. not at all. No, not at all. But um, no, yeah, that does that does kind of suck when like, especially when you're drunk and like someone is being like an active dick because like drunk people end up being like children where they're like if they don't get what they want they like throw a fit about it if they're like really drunk and having been both sides of that details to that story calvin uh it was a group of drunk girls who thought they could just kind of waltz by the line even though there's a dude who was keeping track of everybody going into the bar and some other people standing in line agreed that they were being rude and that they should have been stopped so i was the hero yeah, because in your be mind, <laughs> in the minds of those other people yeah. standing in line who said I did a good thing. So there, I, I still hold. I, I still hold that my point doesn't change anything about my point. It may give reason. I never said you had an invalid reason. I only made the claim that you almost ended up in a fight. So our next question: When one of your buddies gets into a new relationship, what are some of your first thoughts about his new partner? I e. Fight him. I wonder if test how strong they are. Fight him! Don't fight anybody. Fight, fight your, fight your friend's new partner. Yeah, you got to determine if they're worthy of your friend. Dude, You're doing she, your friend a favor. You have if to make she sure he's not diluting the bloodline. Exactly. Yeah, if she can't pin me within one minute, like, what are the chances that the children will survive the winter? There's yes. no chance. Yeah, we're 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 looking out for their your your friend's future children. She has to be strong. She has to be a strong woman. That's what is all the rage. She's got to be strong and she's got to be smart and she's got to be fresh from the fight. Right out of the fight, RJ. And uh, I mean, we just got to hold out. Your for friend her. needs a hero. Yeah. We, we got to uh, hold out for her until the morning light, if, if I'm uh, remembering correctly. Because obviously we need to make sure she's not a vampire. Yes. <laughs> no, that'd be kind of hot, though, actually. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> be a little hot oh have you seen the trailers for that netflix film i think it's like uh oh uh, it's like night teeth no no night yeah night teeth uh is it out yet yes it's out okay it's, i think it's a netflix film yeah yeah it's about this guy who's a uh like moonlighting as a driver as like a chauffeur oh wait i um, did see stuff for and this. and like he picks up these two girls in la and they're making him go over to these place and i mean spoilers but it's in the trailer uh they like turn out to be like vampires or whatever and they're like i think they're leading him around to like fight other vampire clan and basically he just gets dragged into this world of like vampires and stuff and he's just like listen i'm a chauffeur <laughs> yeah i think if i'm running from the trailer like he actually like winds up going into one of the places they stop at and mm-hmm. sees them like killing some people or feasting on some people or something. like he's drinking like, on their blood yeah and he's just like nope 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 i'm out i'm just the driver yeah cool. and the uh the vampire chicks are debbie ryan and megan fox right I thought you were actually yes. talking about a different no. thing because there was an animated show i saw where it's like a bunch of supernatural stuff oh okay it's not it's not fox it's i'm gonna she's 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 in the film but it looks like it's lucy fry and debbie ryan okay that's pretty cool i recognize debbie ryan i don't know lucy fry she's um lucy fry's australian she's been in some stuff well she was in the vampire academy how uh how appropriate how apropos she was in Bright. I guess. Oh, she was the oh. um like elf lady in Bright. Or oh, okay, that's where I know her. Yeah, sorry, uh, tangent, but you. No, that's <laughs> I don't fine. even remember oh. how we got on that. Yeah. Our next question: uh, Men in their twenties, how would you react if your SO made a scrapbook for you as a Christmas present? With the further details, uh-huh. scrapbook would include photos of the two of you plus scraps from past dates you have gone on, e.g., event tickets, etc. Oh, I would absolutely love that. I would, I would feel so honored. 
that would be that would be so cute. I, I would I would feel very loved. Scrapbooks and memory books are one of those things I didn't realize I wanted until my family did Christmas at like Orlando Studios and or not Orlando Studios, yeah Orlando Universal Studios in Orlando and like Disney World and stuff. And my mom like did that at Walgreens photo thing. You can like go and get a book made. And it's actually like a bound book with all your photos and yeah. stuff printed. And she got one for like each family that went, me, my aunt's family, and my grandparents. And I was like, man, that's really that's really cool. I want one. Can I get one? I want one. So like, if my SO made me a scrapbook, I, that'd just be so sweet. Like, it's something I wouldn't think to ask for, but would so appreciate. Yeah. I would read that would be like, that'd be uh, almost... The exact definition of keepsake, for sure. And it helps that I have no memory. Same. Like, I don't remember things about myself or my own life, so, like, to have a physical memory, to just, like, be like, oh, yeah, this is jogging my memory and helping me remember things. Like, I'd like that. I just, like, uh, I like the, yeah, because, like, I'm decent at remembering, like, the overarching story of what's happened in my past, but definitely, like, the more details... Um, that's the nice thing, obviously, about photos is it helps you kind of color in the little, like, bits and pieces and shadows and corners of, like, these events that you have, like, a hazy recollection of but can't can't quite picture clearly. So that would be cool to have, for sure. Yeah. Our last question this week. What's something that you believe quantity over quality is the best approach? Uh, with the further details, for me, it's pizza. I was looking. I don't. I, was, I. I don't know. I think. Yeah. I, I don't know. Quality can often top quantity, but the hard thing is when you have amazing quality, you obviously always want more quantity. I think the problem is it's a it's a scale continuum, like one of those yeah. X Y charts where at a certain point the amount of quantity and the uh, like level of quality like meet, and that's the ideal point. Because well, I, I think. Oh yeah, sorry. Go well, ahead. I was just gonna say because with like a lot of the higher quality stuff, it, because it's higher quality, it's more expensive. You can't get as much of it as easily. And with the huge quantity stuff, like say a five dollar pizza from Little Caesars, you could just buy a shit ton of Little Caesars pizza. But it's Little Caesars yeah. pizza. Yeah, I would yeah. say ammunition <laughs> would be my answer to this question. Um, I'd Hang rather on, have. You're saying you'd rather have a shit ton of machine gun bullets than a nuke? I don't um, think that can. That, no, you're. We had it. You have to approach it yeah. with the same thing. You can't. Right, that, John, find the, a like, nuke. Like no, <laughs> no. Like, I'd rather have like a million like okay bullets than like one really good one. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> me and my dad used to shoot a lot of twenty two, and you can buy like these boxes of like five hundred rounds of ammo. And uh, we bought one that was like a little bit cheaper and it sucked because every like fourth shot jammed. Oh, damn. So, so I don't know. You got to be careful with like your quantity and quality on that sort of stuff because if you're just because you have a crap ton of bullets, if you're jamming every fourth shot and I can and I don't I have half as many, but I can just get through my entire magazine without jamming once. I think I'd take that. And this is why revolvers are better than uh, modern pistols. Revolver can still jam. Shush! Don't tell me that. <laughs> it's a it's a revolving cylinder. It can one hundred percent can still jam. Yeah, but I just like move it to the next one. Yes. Unless it's jammed. <laughs> no, that's not how that works. I Look, actually, I... the Daredevil Netflix show told me very clearly revolvers don't jam. I mean, oh. there's a lot harder. The bullet, the the bullet itself most likely isn't going to cause the, the the cylinder to jam, but it could still jam. You get a little dirt in there. A stick. No. Some blood. No. Sorry, James, you were going to say something? I, I honestly don't know, like, what the answer to that question would be. Like, I was also going to say spare change, but I guess change. that's a... Any change? Change. You got some change? Spare change. He's one of them. <laughs> I need some change for the phone. You got, you got some change? <laughs> Uh, We're almost out of. I'd I'd take quantity of spare change over quality of spare change. Yeah, I guess it depends on like what quality. Like, Whoa. what do you, quality like beat up, or do you mean like um like just not? 
Well, okay, okay. Because like, it, but that's the thing though. Because like, also, what is this range? Because if I have even half, well, what if my quality is I have uh, dollar coins, I only have 10 of them, and you have 500 pennies. <laughs> but I have 500 and you only have 10. Yes, but I have twice the amount of money you do. Also, no. what if quality means like I have a really rare quarter that's worth like 10 grand and you and you have 10,000 pennies. Yeah, but I have 10,000. Yeah, okay. Arjun needs to go back <laughs> to like second grade math. <laughs> Maybe in my pennies I have a very rare penny because I have 10,000 of them. But it's in horrible condition, so it's only worth like five bucks. Ah, but that increases the value of my pennies. To $105. <laughs> actually, actually, $104.99. Because you lost a penny to five bucks. Oh, you got a point. Um, hmm. I would say quantity over quality. Oh, I'm D Day Landing Soldiers? Oh my god, man. <laughs> I mean. I mean, it works. It's it's the most salient example I can think of that really applies. Because for that situation, you don't want qualifiers because they'll all get killed. All right, here's my scenario, and it's the only one I can think of that makes any sense. Paper towels. I have never been in a situation <laughs> where quantity of paper towels has not won out over the quality of the paper towel. That's fair it just comes I, I mean i feel like everything you can you can argue both ways because like if if you're constantly going through like a roll of paper towels to clean up like three spills but a really good one you can get like six spills so i think you're i think you nailed it earlier rj where it's like a graph where it's like at some point the benefits like for one outweigh the other and you gotta like just walk that line yeah yeah i'd agree as well all right I, I'm, I really wished pizza had been quantity over quality, but I've had some pretty quality pizzas in my day. I, I mean, like, I, dude, I would take like over one. If I'm really hungry, I'll absolutely take like ten Little Caesars over one great pizza. Yeah, no, I think pizza is a pretty solid one. Where, like, garbage pizza sucks, but I, I do think I'd rather have like a whole garbage pizza than like one little slice of a good pizza. Yeah. Fair. All right. Well, that's the episode this week. That's our, wow, 104th. I I don't think I came in until the third episode of this Uh, show. That would be accurate. Because I was on the first one. Episode one was Calvin and Matthew. Episode two. No, James, you were in it. I don't think I was. I listened to the first episode. No, I heard your voice in it. Oh, really? Yeah, I was skipping through it. I'm going to pull it up. Um, episode two was Matthew and uh, Eli. Oh no way! That's yeah. funny. Yes. we talked about Sky High. Sky High, yeah. Way, that's awesome. What does it feel like, RJ? What does it feel like to have steered this ship now for two years? Um, it's been a lot of work. But as I was, I was talking today with a coworker about it and like telling him about my every every week, I have looked forward to this like it's been work i've had to plan out show notes i've had to keep up with the social media i had to do the at what editing i do but i've said it before during the first year but and i'll say it again now any week where i've had a bad time like and have just been down i almost always walk like 9.999 times out of 10 i walk away after recording an episode being like yeah i feel pretty good now like i feel better oh that's a great review yeah it's awesome i actually i've kind of had a similar thing like i can't believe there was a time where i and i know it still comes and goes sometimes but i can't believe there was a time where i was like consistently not on this so it's become very hard for me to imagine like not doing this yeah no comment (laughs) I know. Also, I just I just want to say, found it in the I found it in the podcast, James. You join at minute twenty one, and you just jump in, and you're like, "Hello," and we're like, "Oh, it's James." He's like, "Oh, that's right. You guys are doing the like podcast." (laughs) Wow! Look at that. What an introduction. (laughs) Shattering the fourth wall. Ghosting. Ghosting it. 
opener. <laughs> Jim snuck dude. his way in to get an extra episode. You goddamn right, son. Well, Calvin, trying you, to... you did that one time too. We're like, you came in right at the end of the an episode where it was me, John, and Matt. And... Oh, I did because I thought you guys were just hanging out in chat, and I didn't realize you guys were still going. And I was like, I want to, I want to chat with people, and then you guys were still podcasting, and I was like, eh. yeah. <laughs> There yeah. wasn't also like episode like two. I think it was episode two. I'm actually in like the introduction of episode two, and then that's it. I like died because I was like sick. Oh right. Um, because in the first one, I'm I talk about like I have a cough and I pop a cough cough drop as we're as we're starting, and then the second one, I was still sick. I was like dying, so I think I just disappeared and didn't tell anyone no you didn't oh. you did not tell anyone i just kind of like logged off and then i think i have i messaged you and i was just like bye <laughs> so damn and that was back when i still so the first episode was not recorded in my own home i've said this before it was recorded in a friend's home because i was house sitting for them and that we started the second week um episode Two was recorded in my sister's bedroom because she wasn't home, and that was the only room I could get where there was. Nice. Uh, and then for about the first like, oh no, because like two or three weeks, or like three or four weeks later, it was after Thanksgiving, and I was living with my uncle. Yeah. I I do think it's interesting, like um, uh, just record like over years and to have this basically audio journal essentially yeah. um it's kind of cool yeah. too. Uh, i i was it's weird i <clears throat> i went back to listen to some of the older episodes not in preparation for this but i'll go back through the backlog sometimes because i love uh the sound of my own voice um <laughs> what but, to do. <laughs> but um I and I don't know if I'll say the exact same thing in two years, but I was listening to some of the early episodes with me, like when we were in Whitewater, and I was like, "Holy shit, I talk fast! Like, what the <laughs> fuck? I do speed, and I don't remember because holy shit, dude! I felt like I was on like uh, two times speed." Um, yeah, I just, oh. I just, re- oh, sorry, uh, <laughs> I just realized yeah. that while listening to this, I don't actually know that. Uh, you joined the podcast, I think, because this was when we were living together, and I was probably yeah. recording out in the living room. I think you just walked out and like said hi, and then joined on my mic. Oh <laughs> hell yeah, that's so cute. <laughs> that's great. Well, we've gotten. Uh, I was gonna say we've gotten better at crosstalk, but mm, guess not. <laughs> we gotta we gotta sit down and record one of these like in person sometime, like all of us. That would be really cool to do, I think. If yeah, we're but you ever moved out of the state. I know, I know, but if How like if we you? ever if we have a time where we're all like, oh, we're free and we yeah, like good one. Fourth of July. I know. Oh. Oh no, that's not a bad idea. That would actually oh, that would have been good if we could have recorded one. Fuck. Um, but but yeah. We'll find a time eventually. Maybe that'll be the last episode. Is we all just get together in person and person. run a fire, <laughs> and then at the is. end we just jump in the fire. Yeah, yeah the cat. Wait, no, don't throw my laptop in the fire. The one throw us the in the fire. But, real, <laughs> yeah, though, when my laptop, when I get a new laptop, because my old one was starting to crash, the one of the things I was most concerned about was the episodes. Like, uh, I didn't oh, give a shit about any of the others. Like. I don't give a fuck about my gaming save files. Get my episodes. Hell yeah, dude. That's the thought process. I it's because it's like all of the raw material that we've recorded, as well as the. That's awesome, dude. It's like your baby at this point. Yeah, you gotta take care of it. Hell yeah. This is the kind of shit art like archaeologists are gonna want. Oh yeah, dude. They're gonna love it if uh, if if they manage to find it. They'll um, they'll fucking love it. I'll just shoot it. In. I'll put it in a time capsule. That is the weirdest thing about uh, this time period is that there will be like so much, unlike any other time before, like so much recorded audio. Um, if it survives, there's so much documentation of this time period. Exactly. Audio. Yeah. It's so, which is maybe what makes that's what makes some parts of it confusing because it feels like everyone is talking and like 
making and doing all this stuff all at once but that's also what's going to be cool is we're going to have the most like like beautiful mosaic of like human experience um like as we move forward it'll be it'll be kind of neat i think well as we move forward i want to thank you both for joining this week and here's to another 100 episodes here's to another 200 years rj another 200 years yeah. better buddies we'll force our descendants to record it <laughs> um, yeah. i'll be here i'll we'll still record be here. our death gurgles as we or death rattles as we die and we'll keep it's the podcast going perfect end <laughs> thank you to the band problem of interest for letting us use the song living in the moment off the album cross off yesterday you can find them on itunes or spotify you can find us on itunes spotify or wherever you get your podcasts apparently you only get the 100 or so episodes that are most recent though so you better catch up if you want to listen to the uh, earliest earliest episodes head to podbean um Search better buddies. I gave it earlier in the episode. I did your job for you. I was just reiterating what you said and emphasizing your important job. Yeah. Uh, you can also find us on social media. Facebook, Better Buddies. We have Meme Mondays and we'll post the uh, icebreaker questions. On Twitter, at Better Budcast. Use the hashtag Better Buddies when you tweet about the show. Or our Gmail account betterbuddiescast at gmail.com you can send us fan art hate art fan mail hate mail declarations of love and or war icebreakers you want us to answer or questions you need advice on and last but not least be a better buddy yeah look at the james Sorry about that. I was, I was just um, ordering my ticket for Dune. I'm going to go this Saturday. I, I I only got to watch the first 10 minutes. Like, I literally got through the tiniest sliver of the movie. You got through the like, first 10 minutes? I got through this the seal um, scene. Uh, yeah. Which is right at the beginning. Um, so you were, you were streaming it like you just found a stream online? I was streaming it on HBO Max because I have oh. that. Okay. Yeah, no, dude, you got to see it in theaters. I, I was like watching this and I'm like, I need to see this with like a good sound system. Yep. Yep. Screen. Like yes. I already, I was like that shot <clears throat> of Dave Bautista at the very beginning. It's so he, good. I was like, holy shit. Like this is fucking great. <laughs> this is awesome. Like I have to see this movie in theaters. <laughs> what well, the hell? I think this just <laughs> confirms it. Uh, so James, the plan for next week's episode we're not going to do questions. We're going to, it's going to be me, you, John Calvin, and we're just going to walk through the entire Dune movie. Fuck yeah. So good. That's going to be awesome. Holy shit.